0: You're listening to Brampod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses, discussing the topics that matter to you, including marketing, networking, generating business awareness, as well as covering various business tools and technology. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Audio Shed Podcast Studio. Welcome to episode 59 of Brumpod, and Happy New Year as well, our first episode of 2022. I am here today with Jason Jones. Hello, and Happy New Year to you as well. And Happy New Year to you, sir. And uh, an absent uh, Ewan today, but uh, he couldn't be with us. But never mind, we do have some info from Ewan regarding this episode, which we shall be bringing in later on. He's done his research. He's done his research. There's no stopping him. So, uh, yes, today we thought we would... up on some news that we found just before Christmas. Uh, There wasn't really time to get this out before Christmas because nobody would have been listening anyway. Um, Yes, we stumbled across some news that Adobe of graphic design and video production fame uh, have now launched a free competitor for Canva. And as many people who listen regularly know, we are massive advocates of Canva. I certainly am a massive advocate of Canva for its ease of use and everything else. Uh, And yes, so Adobe have basically uh, got on the bandwagon and created the um, Creative Cloud Express, which is a a bit more of a revamped version of its uh, previous entity called Spark, which was mainly sort of mobile only. So yeah, they've, they've created this platform, which for the most part is free. There are it's a freemium product, so there are paid options like stock images and things where you can pay per image, and also have a paid subscription as well, just like Canva. And they're, again, much like Canva, where there's umpteen amounts of pre-made templates and things to get you started if you're not that familiar with graphic design or you don't have too much of a skill set in graphic design to help get you started. So Jason, initial thoughts
1: from you, sir. Well, I've had a play around on it. and my, my initial thoughts were, it's fancy PowerPoint. You know, it's got all the set templates and you just go in and change the text. So instead of saying sample text here, your text goes, you pick backgrounds, you can juggle and move things around. Um, it's really, really easy to use. And on the basic version, you can see it's very, very heavily geared towards social media. So there are things like posters that you can design, there's menus, but there's things like Instagram post templates, um, your story on Facebook, all of these sort of um, stock things where I suppose people that just want to be seen, but don't necessarily have the high degree of skill to create this from scratch, can just jump on, adapt something that's already there, go through similar to some of the wix or wordpress type uh, website creators as well yeah or the old business card templates it does all of it um and it does it really easily um yeah i can see why you would have a play on this yourself before deciding whether your skill set and your eye and your talent for design is good enough to go it alone, or whether you need to call in an expert?
0: Yeah, yeah, they've certainly taken a massive lead from Canva in how they've set this up, and I, I've also had a, a little bit of a play around with it. And if you're familiar with Canva, it is it's very similar in the way it works. So yeah, you, everything you would expect to find, you will you will find it, and it's obviously got things like Adobe's own stock image site available within there, uh, all the Adobe fonts and things as well and um it, they've they've certainly taken their inspiration from canva because of their meteoric rise Can- it's, canva's it's- now got 60 million monthly active users across 190 countries the, the 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 rate they've grown over the years is staggering um and they've also got more than 500,000 paying teams now using canva including you know as, as well as you know one man bands like me because I use canva pro rather than the free one Uh, They've got massive companies now on their sort of enterprise versions like American Airlines, CBRE, Intel, Kimberly Clark, Zoom. Um, So they've got a huge amount of people now invested into the Canva ecosystem, for want of a better word.
1: But that's always been a business model. For example, Nokia used to own the market in mobile phones. And then this app's upstart little computer company, Apple, came along and launched the iPhone. And then suddenly you've got the backing. I mean, something that Adobe's done, which is really going to work in their favor, is they've taken what Canva already do, but it's Adobe. Adobe are the gold standard in digital design. At the turn of the century, I used to work in magazine publishing we were at the forefront of converting things from the old uh, film and bromide and, you know, the separations that had to be sent out to the printers um, into PDFs, portable document format. And that all happened because of Adobe. Everybody used to have Adobe Acrobat to open PDFs and read them. Um, There wasn't an agency or a design team, probably anywhere worth their salt that didn't have an Adobe product in their portfolio. So given the choice between Canva or Adobe, a lot of businesses will switch to Adobe because they've probably already got that familiarity and it's already part of their ecosystem. So I can see them taking a huge market share back on this.
0: It's certainly possible. I mean, at the rate that Canva's grown, their, their latest valuation uh, from last, time it, it seems to have been done is $60 billion. Yep. Um, and their, their, their library, which they include, is huge as well. They've got 800,000 templates, about 100 million stock photos, videos, illustrations, and fonts. And they even bought two image libraries in 2020, Pexels and Pixabay. So they've yeah. massively invested into their, um, into their resource directory. And apparently 120 new designs are created every second now in Canberra, and 7 billion designs have been created so far since their launch.
1: Yeah, but the size is largely irrelevant because it's going to be the choice between how you use it. You know, think about when people used to Skype each other. They don't anymore. They Zoom each other. How likely was it that people, when they received a file, stick it on Adobe? Did they mean Photoshop? Did they mean Illustrator? Did they mean Acrobat? Didn't matter. It was just Adobe. This will just be another um, extension of that. Um, And it's just down to how simple it is to use um, on a basic level and how much of the, you know, the professional version is going to be something that. Uh, professional designers will want to use because looking at the basic one something my son's a graphic designer and something he pointed out which i thought was hilarious is on the business card template section you've got templates for graphic designers <laughs> yeah it's kind of uh, would you trust your graphic design to somebody that chose their business card off a template
0: yeah, I mean, it, it it is one of those things. I, I'm still a strong advocate of saying you should definitely use a graphic designer if you're creating something which is going to have some degree of longevity to it. Um, like for my day job, I absolutely had a graphic designer create my logo because I knew that I wanted something that was going to be well thought out, that was done by someone that knows what they're doing um, at the time. This was in a time pre canvas so I wouldn't have even attempted to do it myself.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, you've done an admirable, admirable job on um, a lot of the Brummies stuff, but the, the key thing that you said was you wanted somebody with the eye for it and the skills. Um, you know, all of us have got mobile phones. All of our mobile phones have cameras. That does not make all of us photographers. Some yeah. of us take... Some very, very appalling photos. We've got no concept of lining it up and getting the lighting right and all the other stuff. A lot of people will have a go themselves using these, um, you know, free basic templates and they will look horrendous because they don't have the eye for it. But some people will also have a modicum of skill and will be able to do a hell of a lot with what is there it's going to be down to ability.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. So, Because these tools have things built into them to be able to create things like logos, I mean, there's going to be instances where it's appropriate and there's going to be many which it isn't. Uh, like for us with Bremis, I created the Bremise logo using Canva because it was something which we didn't want to have to fork out our own money to do because we yeah. always... Since we started the whole thing, we we were adamant that we didn't want to uh, start spending a lot of our own money on doing stuff for things like Brummies, because otherwise, it's you know there's no financial direct return on anything like that. So in that instance, it's very much appropriate, I think, for the way we've we've created designs for Brummies-related matters, uh, because it's saved
1: a lot of money. Brummies as a concept has always been about free networking because how do we make our money from networking? The same as everybody else, we get referrals. So yeah, you didn't want to plow a lot of capital into a project if you were getting the returns the same as everybody else. In that situation, there's a lot of businesses with a similar ethos that would use Canva or they'd now use this before going to an agency. And there's nothing wrong with giving it a go yourself see how it turns out, and if it's not good enough, at least you've got a basic outline of what you wanted that you can pass up to somebody with more skill. You know that moment when you draw, you do a rough drawing and someone goes, yeah, that's terrible, but I see what you're trying to do, give me 24 hours. And then they come back and they make it beautiful, and you've no idea why or how theirs was so much better, but it is. But that's what you pay for with a designer.
0: Yeah, it's certainly good for conceptualizing stuff and just having a bit of a mood board or something along those lines that you can say, you know, incorporate a few of these different ideas, see what works, see what goes together. And uh, yeah. and then the talent of a graphic designer will, as you say, yeah, be able to pull the right elements together and make something that looks really, really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had a similar thing. I you know, almost call it a real life case study because as you well know, and it's coming, I recently started up or returned to my consultancy business. So I've had to create a new name. I've had to set everything up, everything from a business bank account to doing my business cards. So yeah, I had a go on this. And what I did was I created what I think I needed, which was my company logo, my name, my phone number, my email address, QR code, put it all on a business card, just plain black and white. Didn't look amazing, didn't look terrible. Then passed it on to uh, my son and just went, okay, what would you do with it? And what he did with it versus what I did with it was night and day. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, I can, I can see this being used as a starting point. The freemium stuff, the paid for stuff, how high end do you think it goes at what point would graphic designers stop seeing this as a cheap rival to what would be their initial small work and through to a tool that they would use as well as
0: um well i'll i'll answer that because that's good of me, uh, but I shall... Yeah, I shall well, it is kind of the remit of the podcast. <laughs> but I shall start it off with looking at the pricing structure of the new Adobe service as well, because it leads into what I was going to uh, answer with. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Canva is obviously has its free side, so there's completely zero cost, and there's a huge amount within Canva that is completely free to use uh, for no monthly fee or anything at all. Um, same with Adobe creative cloud express. There is a lot of free stuff included. Um, but the paid options for the premium service are basically the same as Canva pro. So Canva is uh, 10.99 99 a month in pounds or 99 99 a year. Uh, the premium version of the Adobe version is 10 pounds, 10 a month. Um, Doesn't say whether you can actually just pay up front in a in a yearly chunk, so they're they're basically the same cost. Yeah, and what I would and apparently if you're a paid subscriber of anything else within the Adobe Creative Cloud ecosystem, so be it either just a single subscription to Photoshop or InDesign, uh, it does say that any Creative Cloud subscription above twenty dollars. So you may just have one piece of software, you might have the entire Creative Cloud suite. Um, It basically, the premium version of Express comes with it, so you don't have to pay again. So what what I think would be the use case is, if you are actually a graphic designer, for various things that you would actually do from absolute scratch and, you know, hand-draw stuff and create things from absolute scratch, this is something which, and exactly the same principle as Canva for me, certain things are going to be easier to create in Canva or Creative Cloud Express because it's quicker. So if you're creating something for social media, be it an Instagram post or whatever it may be, it's likely that you can put something together far quicker in a service like that than creating it from absolute scratch. Because often, yeah. creating it in Canva or Creative Cloud Express, it's going to be a quicker workflow to make something for the realm of social media, which is obviously, as design things go, often flash in the pan. You post it, it gets looked at by a few people, then it's either on your wall or it's within your account. But after a while, not many people are going to see it.
1: Yeah, I think you've hit a good point with it a lot of social media artwork and design is quite literally fire and forget it's disposable yeah so it doesn't matter if it's terrible because unless it's contentious somehow uh it's not going to be poured over in 10 years time and dragged back up for scrutiny it's just going to be forgotten one of millions and millions that get fired out every single day So yeah, I can see that part of the market being very active. The higher end stuff, what you were saying with the design and the cost being the same, it's going to be down to how well it fits in the ecosystem. And the only analogy I can think of is cars. At the moment, Tesla are the darling of the luxury electric vehicle industry. But at some point, Aston Martin or Lamborghini Um, are going to bring out their own electric versions. At that point, are people just going to move away from this little upstart disruptor and go back to the names that they know and trust? And is that what Adobe's banking on? I think it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got the history, obviously with Adobe. They're well-versed in uh, all things design. They've done it for years. I started using Photoshop back in... My days at Sixth Form College, which is uh, a frightening amount of years ago now, sadly, uh, and that was back in the days of Photoshop Five, I think it was, which compared to the standards nowadays was incredibly basic. Um, yeah, but still, you know, very powerful for its time. But compared to these days, yeah, it, it was a, it could do a fraction of the things that it can nowadays
1: uh, do. But oh, ten years ago, what we're looking at now would have been you know, it would have cost thousands. It would have been a high-end subscription service. And yeah. the fact, the Moore's Law thing, technology just gets easier and easier. You know, these days, you're only limited by, you know, the power of the device that you use to log on. This is all done on a server somewhere else and pulled in. So, yeah, you can, you can run this from a tablet yeah. and get some pretty decent results. You don't need a high-end graphics card. You don't need tons of memory. All the work's being done elsewhere. And it is just a case of throw up what you need. But I think, yeah, the, the clever options they've got are it's more than just, um, I said, it, it grades, it goes up. You start off with the basics, like, uh, you know, an Instagram story template idea that you can just nick and make your own and fire up. And then you start off with a business. And obviously, the business card designs there, but also menu templates posters um you know with recruitment you're going to try and attract people's attention so a plain text advert versus something that's a little more eye-catching so it pulls people in and it encourages more and more use hey we can do that as well we can do this and yeah builds a whole system um i think it's a great idea for small businesses i'm just wondering yeah it's always going to come back to just how good the user is at making the most out of it. And at what point do you decide to actually get the experts involved?
0: Absolutely. Now is a good time to bring in Ewan's thoughts. He couldn't be with us today, but he has sent us his thoughts about uh, the new Creative Cloud Express. Uh, And Ewan says, Adobe is very well known as a brand and its photo packages deliver at a professional level. It therefore looks like a real threat to Canva and Biteable, which was the video creation platform, um, especially with a huge bank of stock images. That's one of the problems of a smaller player becoming noticed by the big boys. And there are no barriers to Adobe encroaching on Canva's territory as they have done to uh, Biteable. It's interesting to speculate whether Adobe itself is under pressure from competitors. Both Apple and Microsoft include photo editing in their desktop packages, with a high degree of functionality for free, as do phone systems. Cheaper alternatives are also available, and maybe the number who will pay expensive subscriptions for professional-level editing is smaller than it used to be. So it, it could well lead more people into the Adobe ecosystem if they're willing to pay or you know, get started on the free version, and then wonder what maybe using Photoshop or InDesign is like, which then may help with the upsell to get more people into the uh, the paid version of the Adobe ecosystem. So maybe that's one of the reasons they're doing it, as well as obviously just being a direct competitor to Canva, which is yeah. you know so far dominated the online design world. Because there are also some other alternatives to Canva that pre-exist uh, the yeah. Adobe version, but they haven't really hit the right, you know, they're still very powerful tools, but they just haven't really reached most people that are looking for that kind of thing. They just haven't really hit the zeitgeist or whatever the term is.
1: It's the question of how they get, grow and keep market share. And, you know, when you look at the output, uh, when you create the formats, you can use on the basic um, Adobe one, PNG, Portable Network Graphics, JPEG standard image format pdf great for print quality because all the fonts and the layouts embedded there's no way when you send a pdf that the other computer software will be able to mess it up you know that was the whole point is you got the same quality the same format it was just a standard that could be used anywhere adobe will be able to i suppose crack down on proprietary formats So what will happen is you'll be on the higher end stuff, you'll be able to output as, you know, in electronic postscript documents or stuff that just will work better within the Adobe ecosystem, will work better on Adobe products rather than alternatives. And I can even see them moving generally into uh, NFTs where you have, if you're not familiar with NFTs, non-fungible tokens, basically think of it as not copyrighted artwork, but licensed artwork. So you can create electronic art, and then you can sell it, and that person owns the rights to that image. They own the NFT for it. Sometimes they're called nifties. And I can imagine Adobe even branching out into creating, NFTs using these kind of uh, setups. Although the problem with NFTs at the moment is they either sell for a lot of money or you don't actually know how much it costs to create and sell your NFT because it's all to do with virtual currencies that are not necessarily stable. And uh, if you don't sell it for a lot of money, you can find that the um, the setup fees of creating and selling it actually leave you out of pocket.
0: But that's another discussion for another podcast. I can't even begin to understand the concept of NFTs. It just makes no sense in my brain.
1: (laughs) It could be a fad. It could be the future. But I could imagine Adobe especially um, getting on board with quick links to creating NFTs.
0: Yeah, it's possible.
1: And probably something that if they will do better... Than some of their standalone rivals, because they'll have their their name, their standing in the industry, and a lot of backing and trust when they create these, rather than you know using some startup that you've got maybe not as much faith in the name. Pedigree counts for a lot yeah. when it comes to new markets.
0: Well, the good thing is, is obviously having a com- a major competitor to Canva is good news because just like the iphone android debate with uh, with some people it's going to keep both parties on their toes and it's going to make sure they keep innovating yeah. so it, it's good that it's not going to it's going to allow either either party to not rest on their laurels and keep innovating keep bringing out new features and services and benefits uh, because that's ultimately good for all of us consumers so i'm or for having more major competitors to Canva because it's long-term, it's going to be good for all of us with yeah, features. Competition you know, one...
1: breeds innovation, always has. Absolutely.
0: And, yeah. and just, one of the major features of last year with Canva was the ability to upload a, you know, a completely flat PDF document and have Canva do whatever it does in the background to then make that completely editable. So all the text, all the images, anything that's embedded within that flattened PDF, you can suddenly yeah. edit everything. They did, at the time, bring out a massive caveat by saying, don't do this to anything that you don't own, <laughs> because that yeah. then brings up massive copyright issues. But if Ooh, you've, say, created copyright. a PDF, and you haven't got the original anymore, or you could just upload it into Canva and redesign it, tweak it, do whatever you want to it, and then re-export it as a new PDF, um, which I thought was, I've tried it myself, and it is with a, a PDF I've created previously. And it's very, very clever. It's, it's freakily clever.
1: I love the way you chose the uh, using it for good. Yeah, You have a PDF yeah. that you own, but you've lost the original components. So you basically use this to, um, to tweak and edit it, as opposed to somebody sent you a PDF contract and you decided you didn't quite like all the terms in <laughs> it. So yeah. you, you bung it into uh, this editor and you actually change a few things round and then sign it and send it back. And, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Richard yeah. Heathcote, Jason Jones, Nor is networking, advocate the use of this such a thing. So, yeah, don't oh. use it for bad. It is They did make a very strong point by saying <laughs> be very careful. It is to be done for good. Do not do it for nefarious purposes because it does bring up a whole big thing about copyright. So uh, be very much aware of that. We advocate nothing in the realm of nefarious use.
1: The digital equivalent of Tipex, And obviously (laughs) Ewan's not here to talk about the legal side of it. But yeah, that would still be covered by the same laws and rules. But you can see why they would be concerned. And you can see that there's a lot of unintended consequences to some of the great innovations as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they're going to combat things like that in the future. I'm sure there are going to be some issues that crop up because of that. But uh, I, the, for the most part of me, I just look at it with childlike glee and think this is a really clever tool. I like it. It's very, very clever. But I can totally see how other people would possibly yeah. use it for... Um, not recommended purposes, but yeah, don't do that.
1: I, I just love the fact that this kind of technology democratizes a lot of the, um, the skills that were previously out of reach to a lot of startup businesses. You know, before um, there were some big barriers to setting up a business. You couldn't innovate because you'd have to get funding you'd have to have an accountant, you'd have to have a designer create. And these are all outlays that could put somebody off. You could spend quite literally thousands of pounds getting yourself off the ground without any hope that you'd actually succeed. Now, you can basically do use this kind of software to create a logo, a business card, a web yep. template. And it can look professional. If you've got the eye for it and a little bit of skill, you can compete with people that look way bigger and have way more resource behind them.
0: Especially for young people great. that are, I saw a stand a while back, that there are more young people, as in young, young people, starting up businesses because of what you can now do online, yeah. uh, services you can provide online. That It would have been very cost prohibitive to, to do that. Previously, when you have all these outlets, not everyone has got the resources to be able to do that. But at mm-hmm. least with services like Canva and Creative, uh, Creative Cloud Express, there are things you can do for low cost or free, even if it is just a case of getting you started. And then once you've got the resources to pay various people like graphic designers to do things, you know, inverted commas properly, then at least that's, it gives you the, the booster to, to get going.
1: And, of course, it will also create some comedy gold when you have a look at all the appalling design. Because if you've ever looked at if have you ever Googled the phrase bad taxidermy?
0: <laughs> Bizarrely, I have. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody
1: has. If you want to spend an afternoon howling with laughter, they cumulatively get funnier and funnier as you see people's appalling efforts to do something that should be left to the prof- professionals, if done at all in the modern world. And I could imagine the same happening with graphic design, where you will see more and more of these misfires that have come out of these kind of products. So, yeah, maybe a little, little sideline there. Just keep your eyes open for all the, uh, all the bad graphics. And, uh, yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> I scroll down
0: itself. to the bottom of my... Uh, design library in Canva and some of my earliest designs were hilariously bad. But over the years, they've reached a point where, um, well, they're night and day compared to what they used to be, put it that way. Yes, if that you're a small business and you've got to do stuff yourself, then at least tools like this do make it easier for you to uh, improve uh, design skills. And at least when you do need to create things for social media, nowadays, I would much rather use a service like this than uh, do something from scratch in, in a, you know, a full-blown professional Adobe package, because it takes a massive learning curve to get used to those sort of packages, whereas things like Canva and Creative Cloud Express, it makes things much easier for the everyman to be able to create yeah. something.
1: Well, I'd always say give it a go first, because you've got nothing to lose, especially with free software. Give it a go. And if it turns out that you're actually not bad at this, then you've saved yourself a lot of outlay on a professional graphic design service. Sorry to all my graphic designer friends. But (laughs) if you do it and it turns out that you're not gifted in that department particularly, then at the very least, you've got the rough outlines of what you can pass to a graphic designer and say, please make this look beautiful. Yep. Oh well, yeah, give it a try. It's 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 not like trying to do your own tax returns, where if you get it wrong, you know, you are seriously out of pocket. Yeah. it's This is, you know, this is just something where... Try it. Have a play with it. See how good you are on it. And, uh,
0: yeah, see where it takes you. You've got nothing to lose. Absolutely. And whether it's going to make a big impact on Canva in the future, it's obviously far too early to uh, make any predictions at all. But... They've got the the history, they've got the legacy of design within their blood. So it's going to be an interesting time down the line. But as we said before, competition breeds creativity and ingenuity. So uh, it means long term, everybody wins. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up episode 59 of Brumpod. Thank you for joining us for our first one of the new year. Plenty more to come throughout this year. So thank you for listening. And we shall catch you next time. You've been listening to BrumPod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by AudioShed Podcast Studio. Follow us on Twitter, at BrumPod. You can follow and subscribe to future episodes using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and several other podcast platforms. Just search for BrumPod. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do consider leaving us a review. Music by Bureaucratic. We'll see you on the next episode.